Hey friends, quick editorial note before we start the show. We had some audio recording issues on this episode, which results in a slightly less edited product and some overlapping dialogue. Still a great conversation on a fantastic episode of TNG though, so enjoy. Star Trek, the nerdy frontier. These are the discussions of the Good Time Society. Their continuing mission to explore each episode to seek out new topics and ridiculous observations, to boldly watch what they've already watched before. Coming now, right now, onto your screens. It's to boldly watch, or your ears, if you're listening to it as a podcast, which it also is. Wow. Yeah, word for word what we wrote down. That was perfect. Yay. Yeah. Hey, welcome to To Boldly Watch. This is a podcast where we rewatch Star Trek The Next Generation and then tell you things we thought about when we were watching it. This is episode number 409, Final Mission. I'm one of your hosts, Becca Scott. I'm Jake Michaels. And I'm Xander Genre. I don't know why we're doing this again. I already did the intro, so we could just move on. You're right. But you know what we didn't do is we didn't thank our patrons. Yeah. If you listen to this podcast every week, you should think about becoming a patron on patreon.com slash goodtimesociety. You can find all kinds of bonus content for everything that Good Time Society does and will love you forever. <laughs> it's contractual. Yeah, if you're already a Patreon, not only do you have our undying love, but uh, thanks. Thanks again. Thanks for being here. Thanks for seeing our faces. And uh, we appreciate you. Oh, speaking of seeing our faces, you can get a special behind the scenes recording video. Mm hmm. On the same day the podcast is released, or maybe even a day before, definitely a day before. If you want to uh-huh. get the podcast a day early and in video form, yes, more reasons to patron. <laughs> Here's the thing, and this is real talk for me these days. I have video podcasts that play all the time when I'm like working or doing some stuff. It's just easy to throw up a YouTube video. Yeah. yeah I like sure. podcasts in podcast form unless they involve magic cards, in which case I need uh, the video version. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's the trouble with games sometimes. It's hard to always describe things without the visual component. Mm. Star Trek is very easy, though. Yeah. Well, also well we part will be of it playing is... X-Wing only by audio this week. <laughs> no, that's the wrong. What's the Star Trek one? Uh, shuttle Wing. Nailed it. <laughs> Sh- shuttle Fight. Shuttlecraft. <laughs> well, this episode we're talking about this week is 409 Final Mission. It's where on the way to, on the way to taking Wesley to Starfleet Academy, Picard and Wesley and a another dude <laughs> get, ca- get, uh, get stranded it's on like a Dingo desert Dingo or something. Yeah, yeah we'll just <laughs> just call him Dingo. That's right. <laughs> dumb, dumb. Uh, yeah, they get stuck on a desert moon. So this episode starts with, as I recall, Wesley running onto the bridge, right? <laughs> kind of out of breath because he was working on an experiment. He's late for his uh, reporting in. Yeah, but okay, think about this. The captain called him to the bridge 10 minutes ago. That's a long time. The turbo lift is a turbo lift, not a slow lift. (laughs) And site-to-site transport exists. Step it up, Wesley. What? Hold on. They don't don't transport around the ship when they don't need to. Picard calls you. That's just so they don't have a Wally situation where everybody's way overweight in one of those uh, moving chairs. You gotta walk down the corridor and and get your cardio in. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing, Becca, that could be Earth. We just see Starfleet. So these are the fittest humans. (laughs) Whoa, that's true that's very true also i thought wesley's excuse was pretty good which is that he had dangerous materials and he couldn't just leave them out as we know which has happened before yeah. when he left those nanites out right so maybe he shouldn't be handling dangerous materials <laughs> okay no, either should. way you just want him off the this traveler ship. trusts him <laughs> you know excellent judge of character <laughs> he's dead <laughs> I was thinking actually just real quick about the last episode, which where we go as 16 years in the quote unquote future, we never saw Wesley, right? Because it oh, would have yeah. been an adult Wesley or it just would have been young Wesley with a gray streak. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> well, like, well what would have been good is get that actor who played Jack at the dad in the hologram. Oh, oh Xander. Snap. That's a great idea. Uh, or save just... that for the previous episode. Pretend to listen to, to it on that <laughs> podcast. Cut it in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, Wesley uh, is, seems to be in a little bit of hot water because Picard's got his stern face on, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, he has to tell him that he just got done speaking to the Admiral and uh, he'd better shape up and not be late when he goes to Starfleet Academy. That's right. A spot just opened up, which is great. Very happy for Wesley. <laughs> but I want to know what yeah. happened mm -hmm. to that student. <laughs> Was when it you have to transfer mid-semester. Did they the pressure or did something happen to them? Xander they is... definitely got stuck in an airlock and accidentally yeah. sent out with the trash. Transporter accident, their clone got him. Yeah. It's so funny because as soon as that line happened, I thought of you, Xander. I thought Xander's going <laughs> to ask why Wesley didn't have to take the test again because yeah. that was such a big deal previously. I know. I agree. I was like, Xander's going to get him on this. He was next on the he, list, on the wait list. But did yeah. he score well? He just couldn't at that time. Oh, dude, do the, the testing procedures for Starfleet Academy are insane. I do not understand how to get into this. You know Academy. what? That's the least non-logical thing going to happen in this episode. <laughs> so let's move on to when the Dr. Seuss character calls <laughs> from Pintaris 5. This bright pink woman with like a Zoidberg mouthpiece. I thought she was going to say, help us. There's something on my mouth. <laughs> Can you get this off of me? Yeah, they're getting a lot of radiation and they are peaceful. Someone is attacking them with radiation. Help. A lot yeah. of radiation. It would over 3000%. That's too right. much. Too much. That's not how the percents work. The, <laughs> the Enterprise can obviously go help them, but. But someone's coming for them. Red alert. The Enterprise can easily handle that situation and, and go help, but Picard's got to go handle this mining dispute, and Wesley's got to get to Starfleet Academy at the same time, right? Oh yeah, remind me what is the mining dispute that they were they were he was negotiating something between he used to arbitrate a mining dispute on Pentaris Five between hostile Salonite miners. Okay, so that's on Pentaris Five, but the distress call is coming from. Uh, Jake's apartment. <laughs> the distress call is coming from Gamelin 5. Gamelin 5, that's right. Mm -hmm. So many five. Wait, gonna... two different planets named five? Mm. This but feels do... like they got lazy with their numbering systems. Sure... Oh, it just looks cool as a Roman numeral. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the reason any planet has a number is because it's named after the star, and then it's every planet in that system. So we would be Soul 3, soul I three. guess. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, wouldn't they have already known it was a horrible idea for Picard to go anywhere with Jess Wesley? It, it it hasn't ended well before, and he's supposed to stay with the ship, except under dire circumstances. He so needs a whole he, I entourage. Wrote this down, like this is a way to get Picard on an away mission. Like because <laughs> this would never be allowed otherwise. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Go arbitrate a dispute while you have to go help these uh, folks being bombarded by radiation. Right. And it's also wild that they wouldn't take a Federation shuttle. Like you can follow behind. Yeah. Like, whatever. So I was trying to figure that part of it out. Is it so I don't know if there's like, does this thing have warp? Probably shuttles not. don't have warp no, generally. Shuttles don't it's have all warp. impulse. Right, right. So, I mean, Jordy kind of did a cursory check to make sure that this junker shuttle that was coming <laughs> to pick up the captain was in good enough shape. And Jordy. Come on, better inspection next time. No way yeah. you should have ever gotten in this hunk of junk. Yeah, there's no food and water. Jordy, don't overlook that. That's crucial. <laughs> oh, and plus, excuse us, it's uh, Captain Dingo. Dumb, dumb. Yeah. Just because yeah. you decide, it doesn't, you can't just call yourself it's, captain. of. It's kind of like having a rowboat and calling yourself a captain. Yeah. The thing is, right? I wrote down, I would be the captain of anything. In my car, I'm the captain of my car. Well, yeah. For sure. Mm. I get it. You do make us address you as captain when we get a ride from you. That's <laughs> yeah, true. It's <laughs> okay. Yeah, mandatory. I guess in in line of command, that makes sense. But That's are you, you the captain when there's no one else below you in command ranking? On yeah, mm -hmm. except for when Becca's in the car, she's the only one that can subvert my orders. That's it's right. I'm the chief thing. medical car officer. 
Yeah. This is why neither of you are allowed on Uber ever again, right? It's true. <laughs> they so really serve authority, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Captain Durgo, as he likes to be, uh, be called, um, invites Wesley and Picard onto their ship and tells them that uh, he warns them that the miners are like going to be hostile. Like they're not, they're not up for what was it? The rigors of what this is going to yeah. be or something. Well, he specifically is like, Oh, this old man and this little kid. Like, yeah. yeah. Two, come on. <laughs> Which is setting us up for what eventually happens. Right. Which is mm-hmm. for him to be, want to be the leader. Cause he's got the title of captain and on his ship. He's the captain. Right. Yeah. Well, pretty quickly, the jalopy breaks down. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like instantaneous. I know. <laughs> it takes off and then suffers from failure. Oops. <laughs> Oh, I forgot uh, to tell you that happens once per journey. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, thankfully, there happens to be an M-class planet nearby, Barely. right? A desert moon. Yeah, Actually, I think it's just a moon. Yeah, one of no three. Moon. Oh, it's not a planet. You're right. Habitable yeah. nearby. Yeah, yeah. So they crash land, and we uh, are in this desert world. Wait, you're just gonna skip over the chairography like oh, that? Oh, that's a good call. Go ahead. Yeah. So, well, the chairography. First of all, we have uh, Picard does not want to take ops because that is for Wesley to do. He's got to brush up on his negotiation tactics or whatever. <laughs> But eventually, like, all three of them are needed for whatever this control system is. And they're like, okay, everybody swap. And they just stand up and rotate seats. Musical chairs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And Uh, they'll just go along with it. Like, yes, this is supposed to happen. Again, I feel like that's TV choreography being like, we have to have action in this four cubic foot space. So you're all going to frantically go to different spaces. I did love the moment where Picard tries to steady himself up on a pipe. And it comes and it out breaks. in his hands. He's like, yeah. all right, and he just throws it on the ground. I went back to see if that was on purpose or if that was like a set piece breaking. But I think it was on purpose because there's I, like wire, fiber, up yeah. wire. He would have broke if that had happened yeah, in real life, yeah, I yeah. bet. Like that was Maybe. a great, that was a great choice. I'm sorry, Sir Patrick Stewart yeah. would not break. Never. I think there's a blooper reel. Of... That is all staged. I will not have Patty yeah, Stu slam. That is an alien simulation. <laughs> you were meant to believe it's not true. <laughs> you keep referencing the last episode. <laughs> I'm going to do it all this episode. In fact, for the rest He's of this show. He's trying to call show, us out in case we're trying to put him in a simulation right now. That's true. This is the double bluff happening. And don't believe you. <laughs> you can't play trombone that well. <laughs> My embouchure is perfect. <laughs> uh, so they survived the crash landing on this moon but they're in a desert right yeah and if anybody wants to look it up i did write down that it happens at 7 58 in the netflix <laughs> the piece breaks oh, off the piece the okay yeah. <laughs> so they crash land on this desert and uh it turns out when they're trying to gather like assess what they're going to do they're going to go to the mountains nearby they're like okay let's grab all the supplies uh it turns out captain durgo doesn't really have a lot of supplies durgo <sighs> Well, before that, there's this great moment where we learn why Picard's a captain yet again. Mm. Okay, we're on a desert planet. Number one, we're going to need to find shelter because the ship's about to turn into an oven. Number two, find material to protect our heads and eyes. Number three, food and water. That's Mm. the part harder to do. But he's... He's never. He's not phased. He gets into survival emergency mode, and I appreciate that. I would be stranded with him anywhere. Yes, this is like the epitome of that Starfleet training. Like this is the hope for the officer to act, and yeah. so he he probably has that in his mind when he's acting in front of Wesley too. Right? Yeah, this kid. If he see- ever makes it off this planet alive or moon, <laughs> we'll need to remember what I did here. Mm. I also like for those of you who can see this, but Jake has this visually down as his background. But of course, Picard fashions a sort of turban because he has no hair. But then I could just see that Wesley follows suit just because because it doesn't really benefit him as much as Picard. Well, not when it's black fabric. Yeah. Just as as a survival note, you are supposed to cover your head because you don't want to you don't want to overheat up there because you could pass out. I think that's really listening, All you survivalists. All you people stuck in the desert right now, choosing to your just send your battery life on this podcast, yeah. stop and go call for help. I will when the episode's over. 
so yeah, the, the there is no replicator, but they do have medical supplies, but they don't have food or water, and that's a big deal on a desert planet. So Picard decides we're gonna go to the mountains because where there's mountains, there's shelter. But that's too far. They can't do that. What? No. You got a better idea, sucker? Dang, I don't. Well, yeah. I, don't, I was initially like, why don't they just stay on the shuttlecraft? But Picard makes the observation that it's like an oven in this desert, right? right. So they can't stay there. So they have to make the trek. So before they leave, I think we see Durgo pull something out of his uh, jacket uh, towards like camera. Water. And it's liquid, right? Mm -hmm. So he's keeping something from them. And then, meanwhile, we get a completely different story. <laughs> yeah, we have the A plot, B plot thing. Happening. This is very divergent, yeah, for well, sure. A plot is Picard being lost. B plot, I was lost because I was not paying attention to any of this. The, sure. the orange pink face lady. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing about it seemed interesting. Let me let, let's let's kind of breeze through it, because honestly, it's barely interesting because I think the dilemma is kind of fascinating, but the action of it is just kind of like failure, failure, success. So let's just go through it. There oh, is wow, the her hair looks really cute. Right. The whole crew of the Enterprise died. How? Garbage truck. <laughs> it's true. There's this garbage uh, barge that fell into orbit. Gar a garbage, barge, I think. A garbage. Thank that you. Good like catch, Becca. <laughs> <laughs> it's an ancient garbage, and it's like 300 years old, and it fell into orbit around this planet. It got pulled into the gravitational pull. Well, it has so much toxic garbage and radiation on it that it's actually leaking out from the ship and actually bombarding the planet with radiation. The garbage and is a bombard. Bombarding. Bombarding. <laughs> Garbarging. Yeah. Our barge, bar barge. <laughs> it sounds like we're at a bar in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the barge? Yeah, we'll go down. It sounds it. like we're all suffering from radiation poisoning, honestly. Uh, that could be true of any <laughs> Over episode. 3,000%. So the the radiation is getting worse for the people on the planet and they can't easily just like evacuate it. Right. So um, the Enterprise crew has to come up with a solution. Jordy, of course, comes up with a great one right away, which is let's attach some thrusters to it. And well, pressure like a dum dum is like, we'll just tow it. Jordy's like, no, we're not going to just tow it. There's an asteroid belt. It'll blow up if we well, tow it. Well, to be fair, like, I feel like they've been in radiation. They've been in the most dangerous situations before. And the the the. The shields have held up just fine. I can't believe that 300-year-old garbage is really going to penetrate the deflectors of the Enterprise, right? I was kind of right. on Riker's side on that. Yeah, right? uh, Half-Life kind of goes in the other direction, but maybe not oh. in space. Oh, that's a fair point, yeah. Becca. I kind of forgot about that. Yup. Um, so... I didn't even think to think of it the first time because I totally, <laughs> my brain, brain went smooth completely while watching those segments. I've never heard that my brain went smooth. Yeah, it just flattened out. No wrinkles. The crinkles just disappeared. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> um, well, so I believe Riker just suggests let's just pilot it into the sun at that yeah, point, right? Yeah, into the Gamelin sun. I remember mm -hmm. that line. Mm -hmm. That's a good line. So we'll we'll go attach some thrusters to it and we'll push it into there. Great. Okay. End scene. Back to the desert planet. Right. Uh, they're on their way. Uh, they're on their way to the mountains and Wesley's checking around with his tricorder and he finds an energy field. Is that right? He's being sassy the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> he says he finds an EM field, an electromagnetic field. So it could be some rocks. Yeah. Or it could be or whatever's minerals, in yeah. that flask. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I, I wondered that, too. I was like, I, I'm detecting liquid, but I can't tell where or yeah. something like that. I know. I'm surprised that they didn't play off of that. I guess mm. this the it was looking for a source more than a bottle that someone. Well, it's probably the looking. I was wondering if it's looking for anything, but it is looking for water, and that's not water, as we learned in a few minutes, right? Maybe yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. But he, uh, Picard, also we forgot to mention, notably leaves a arrow pointing the direction they oh, went. Oh yeah, smart. Going to come Survivor up techniques. later. Yep, good choice. Good choice. Um, and uh. As they're going, he's like, I, this electromagnetic field, it's getting stronger as we head towards the mountains. So they're like, wait, so is something waiting for us there? What does that mean? Mm. Don't know. But then he's like, we don't have a choice. Yeah. They're, well, and also I was wondering if the crankiness that they come about isn't also because they're all severely dehydrated. Yeah. I get cranky. Like, I get cranky too. Very yeah. sassy. 
I feel like, me to hydrate right now. I, I know. Honestly, Becca, I was thinking about this. I was like, I don't think I'd last more than about uh, 45 minutes in the desert right? before oh. I just be like, I'm going to die. Oh, <laughs> like, right this there. headache's too much. I'll be another arrow. Yeah. Yeah. Lay me in the direction you're just, going. Just put my hand. I'll be another arrow. <laughs> and they're all snippy at Captain Dingo because it's his fault the whole thing happened in the first place. Captain Dingo. Dingo ate my baby. Yeah, this guy sucks. I oh mean, honestly, God. sacrifice him to the desert first. It happens. Wait, well, this, is- this desert doesn't want to sacrifice. It's it does. It does. <laughs> and this is the point where we see the bottle, actually, I think is where it gets revealed. So, because yeah, he then, like, right- trips down these perfect stairs that are right. created by volcanic means. Yeah, yeah I saw right, that perfect but- staircase. I didn't understand that either. I feel like they recycled a set and they're like, whoops, stairs. It looks like the inside of that like away mission that they did where it was them like rock climbing and stuff. Oh, yeah. Where he went to Risa and we was uh he was like digging yeah, 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 in the yeah. cave with what's her face? Right. Bosh. The, the right. Indiana Jones episode Lady Indiana Jones. Yeah. with yeah. a sexy statue. What's it called? Horgon. Well, there we go. <laughs> well, now I just remembered though, there's something in this cavern. This this so they they arrive in the mountains, right? And yeah. uh Durgo trips on the stairs and his bottle falls out and they confront <laughs> him about it. But you're right, there are stairs there, but it's because there's something else here right there's like a structure here that includes a fountain as we're about to learn anyway foreshadowing we may need this alcohol as a medical supply to sterilize things yeah so better use than that you. yeah he's like no but i want to drink it he's like this is going to make your thirst worse right this is the beginning of uh, or not the beginning it's a continuation of captain dingo has a poor understanding of just things and how things work in general he's a mess like get it together yeah probably an alcoholic and uh, like this is the worst situation where not you're not only suffering from the dehydration but also the withdrawal so then you try to cure it with what you think might help but you don't know any better it also goes to show like the perfect choice of like how starfleet training always does the right thing they always like we need to save that for this we are in this situation so we need to go to the mountains like they've got procedures for everything because they've been trained properly and it's that authority dichotomy that we're trying to balance where durgo thinks he's in charge but he's not only not in charge but really isn't capable of being in charge it's really it's a victim of circumstance yeah 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 and it shows Wesley what happens with like academy training and shows just what he doesn't know. If he just wants to be a captain out of a ship somewhere, he could. But to be a Starfleet officer, go through the training and you'll survive like Picard almost didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Also, Wesley has a lot he could teach other cadets about how to solve a problem but we'll get to that the one thing we will never get to is who put this fountain in these stairs here why did they do it why did they put it on a moon and if it was like oh this maybe is an energy life form oh that's kind of cool why are there stairs they don't have legs it's one shot of the stairs we gotta forgive them the one shot they're just Still so gotta ask the question. carved well before we can solve that mystery we gotta cut back to this less interesting mystery so we go back to the enterprise a competent and- crew the competent crew. And this is where uh, I believe we get into Crusher a little bit here because yeah. she, which is a good subplot. It's like, she doesn't know what happened to Wesley. They mentioned that the mining uh, folks that were having the dispute messaged and said, where is the uh, arbiter? Mm. And they're like, Oh, he didn't show up. Well, we should go solve that. But this is kind of an emergency. So you guys go look for them while we solve this garbage scout problem. And then they get kind of annoying. They're like, okay, we're searching, but where's the Enterprise? And they're like, okay, we're dealing with something. All right, but they're messaging us again? Where's the Enterprise? Yeah, yeah. It's like, Worf, tell them to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> We've, like, you guys have sent five emails and we've responded yeah. to zero of them. Just let per us respond to them first. Email. Okay, yeah, per our last email, we are busy. Okay. You don't need a text to tell me you emailed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, this is totally foreshadowing for like the future that Wesley is signing up for and what Beverly knows that he's signing up for. Being in Starfleet is dangerous. You're boldly going and what Wesley wants to do are, is these adventures. So I like the way that they handle this because it could have easily been frazzled Beverly mother is inconsolable and wants to leave and go to find Wesley. But 
she is a Starfleet officer as well, and you can see that training kicking in and dealing with even a personal matter. Also, like, distract yourself with your work. And right. also, your work as a doctor is, like, saving the lives of the many, and there are many lives to save here because yeah. they're starting to realize that the radiation is hitting certain population centers, so she's trying to figure out a... Uh, uh, cure i guess at the same time as they're trying right. to push the uh barge away yeah it seemed like a pretty astute call on their part for them to step back and say no wait what would she really do if she also has this starfleet training we're emphasizing because mm -hmm. yeah. the easy choice is the mother freaking out that her son is lost and the thing that I think really solidified it for me is the reaction we see from Deanna Troy, who can feel the emotions and is seeing this disconnect with the Beverly that is calm and professional and is bugging her like, hey, this, there's some bad stuff. Did you know that your son was out there? And Beverly's like, yeah, I'm focusing on other things. Yeah. She's also already lost one very close family member mm. in this way on a mission. And I think oh, yeah. she's compartmentalizing of I can't mourn for someone until I know. And not only is it Wesley, it's Jean-Luc. That's a good point, because Jean-Luc was on the Stargazer when he lost Jack, right? And Captain Dingo, which Beverly briefly <laughs> fell in love with. It was a bad choice. Uh, yeah, we talked about it one night in like mm. uh, Senior Frogs on uh, Starbase. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Senior Frogs. <laughs> they did the Margarita Conga line and then <laughs> don't remember anything else. Well, as yeah, we previously happens. established is now canon, Margarita Monday. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, when you switch from Synthahol to the real stuff, it gets you quick. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, really, uh, Synthahol can do it, too. Go ahead. Anyway. Anyway. Placebo. Before we go back to the cavern, uh, we attach the thrusters onto the garbage, and uh, <laughs> they fail, as a matter of fact. Like, three out of four of them work, but one of them shoots off into the atmosphere. <laughs> Isn't it? It's like part of the garbage breaks off. It's like not even the thrusters. I think the thruster fall. shot off is what yeah. that shot was. It um, said, like, the structure was so old that it right. was like breaking apart. That makes sense. Uh, so Riker says, all right, we're tractor beaming. And Jordy's like, all right, fine. I'm warning you. work. <laughs> yeah. So despite taking on a bunch of radiation potentially to the crew, the Enterprise starts hauling it towards the sun. Now, the reason the Enterprise can do this, too, is because there's an asteroid belt in between the sun and them. And so they have to, like, use their deflectors to push through. If that helps, Becca, you understand any of the dilemma they've had. <laughs> My brain is now as smooth as Picard's head. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> Uh-oh, it's about to get bumpy. <laughs> She's actually just watching Future Imperfect right now. <laughs> I am actually rewatching uh, that moment when the piece of flying shrapnel flies off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think it is. Yeah. It's a really quick shot. It's a really cool special effect yeah. shot. Uh, but we go back to the desert in the oh. cavern. And oh, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, OK, if I were in this scenario as Riker, I get the plot that they needed to draw it out or whatever. But you could totally destroy a bunch of like a clear path for this asteroid and then just set it to go. The An object in motion will stay in motion unless another force has acted on it. So right. I'm pretty sure part of Starfleet says take nothing but pictures, leave nothing sure. but footprints. And so they couldn't have blown up the asteroid. <laughs> they could have blown up the asteroid. <laughs> <laughs> there was only one set of footprints. Well, so an asteroid belt, too, moves in incredibly slow i remember when i took an astronomy yeah. class in college they were making they were making a point about the star wars uh scene in empire strikes back when the millennium falcons trying to avoid the imperial fleet after mm -hmm. hoth right and, and it's like there's asteroids the... flying everywhere well if that yeah. were true then there wouldn't be a belt because they would just fly away from each other Keep eventually going. right yeah, yeah. so sci-fi wise doesn't make sense but i think the canon explanation here is just that like if they send it into the asteroid field there's so many miniature like asteroids and stuff something will probably something hit up. it yeah right? yeah yeah i'm just trying i'm trying <laughs> i know <laughs> i get you though i felt the same That's, way that I was what i would have done in that yeah. scenario is clear a path and set it to go without endangering my crew Put it's it crazy. in a shield yeah. force field and then explode it inside there. If you could do it on a micro trip that you extracted from Tasha Yar's sister's chest, you could do it on the garbage. Right? <laughs> Just saying. Surround it with xenon or whatever they said. Bring us in as techno babble consultants. We got this. Well, yeah. Well, speaking we of surrounding with xenon, back on the cavern, <laughs> we uh, we find a fountain of water, which is exactly what we need oh, right now. How convenient! How stupid convenient! It feels almost a little like Q like or like a yeah. holographic simulation with how easy this is, right? Or could have been. Like we'll never find out. In the or, desert or a mirage. Oh, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. But uh, of course, as soon as they approach it, 
uh-uh, there's a force field of some sort, right? right. Which is Which, so rude. I mean, who put this here? Is it a limited resource? Because it really feels like the water just keeps coming. Who was like, you know what? We're going to leave a fountain of water in this dry, dry moon. But no one can have it. Right? Yeah. And it's got. We'll set up something. hidden cameras. It's also not flooding the cavern, so there's drainage somewhere. It's like a perfect fountain. <laughs> uh, so it was a water feature that we had added to our rental vacation cave. Uh, we only come to this moon uh, every once in a while, but we get riffraff crashing on it, so we just needed to put we up needed a to fence. Lock it. This was an ancient civilization's front lawn, and this yeah. is the only part that remained. One Airbnb guest peed in that fountain, and now we always keep it locked. Mm. It ruined it for everyone. Right. Well, and it's it's immune from tampering because, of course, uh, Dingo tries and fire at it with his phaser and suddenly the uh, whole cavern starts like shaking. Right. We see these flashes of light kind of. Which means it's really working and you should shoot it more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, keep shooting. Durgo's logic, man. Not something he specializes <laughs> in. Almost yeah. like he deserves whatever happens to him. <laughs> Ooh, wow, that's extreme. I know. Oh, and I... <laughs> Almost. Almost like that. Would you make it through Starfleet Academy, Becca? It depends what kind of officers they're looking for. If they want ruthless, take no shit ones. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't think think one of the adjectives they search for is ruthless. (laughs) Or or I see how Wesley found that opening then. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She'd make one. Yeah, they let me in and then they found out my true colors. That's what happened. (laughs) As long as you talk to the gardener, we'll get there. But trust me on the gardener bit. Yeah, we'll get there because the cavern shakes so much that rocks start to tumble down and they're about to crush Crusher. Uh-huh. But Picard shoves him out of the way at the last Wesley! second. Wesley! Wesley! <laughs> that was good. And uh, Picard is down and we come back from the commercial break and it turns out Picard is uh, barely conscious. He's got a broken leg, a fractured arm, and Durgo's holding... Um, like a patch over his should head where there's like a head wound. Yeah, it should be bleeding way more because a head wound like that would be... Especially just, with a brain like that. It's a lot of blood flow. That's true. And Durgo was not applying any pressure, the no. dum-dum. No. no. He was not leaning on it. Durgo is just is... trying to like drink his blood or something. He wants Ooh. to harvest the card. I think this guy's character description is does everything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> As you every... describe player character in a TTRPG I've ever created. That's true. This is definitely a guest character at the table. It's funny how you described him in the beginning, Xander. It's like, Durko just doesn't know things. And it's like, I guess that's true. He just doesn't know anything. His instinct is is wrong. We take a lot for granted because we've been through like an educational system and we know like common sense first aid or whatever, even here or prepping for emergency situations. And if you don't have that, you just don't know. And you've had to live on your own by what you do know yeah yeah well he's existed in the world for some time or in the universe for some time and interacted with other beings like no this is on him a captain of a ship that he has a tiny ship for what like years but every time it breaks down on a new planet every time he drives it (laughs) he has to interact with the locals i feel like he's just barely mysteriously go missing each time I feel like his shuttlecraft is like that car that your friend barely keeps running for 20 years longer than it should be yes, running. I have had one of those. Yeah. I had a truck that I. <laughs> I have. Yeah. Like, like you just kept it going through various parts or whatever. It had yep. six digit mileage and stuff. Right. My friend still drives it around. <laughs> <laughs> what year was it? Uh, 1995. And it's still working now. Ford truck. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I had a, still we Ford had a car. Tough. We had a yes. we had a car sit for a friend whose Toyota Camry uh, I had to like move every once in a while because it was parked on our street. Sure. And anytime you turned it on for the first ten minutes, it makes this sound. <laughs> Why is that? You uh, put oh, up the explanation it? is the explanation is is the fa- the heater and the fan belt is like off, sure. and it'll just rattle continuously. And to fix it was more than the cost of the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something you'd put up with. (laughs) It's just for the first 10 minutes. Yeah, she still drives that car. That's great. Yeah. (laughs) Get her a shuttle. I know a car barge she could Just get a crash lamp. (laughs) The pipes just on the floor. Garbarges. This is... (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Okay, you've tied the A and B plots together. Well done. 
so Picard, as he, before he loses consciousness, warns Wesley. He's like, you got to take charge because Durgo's going to try and take charge and he doesn't know things. Yes. And he's and, proven right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Almost instantaneously. <laughs> Uh, we go back to the Enterprise. He's Honestly, whispering over his like uh, semi-conscious body. He's already dead inside. I can feel him bleeding on the inside. We should yeah, leave him I've here. I've seen this. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't bury me before I'm gone, sir. Right. Yeah. Did right. I? Well. Yeah. Durgo's trying to leave him for sure too. Uh, Back at the Enterprise, we have more drama. I don't think we need to go into this scene much. It's just a lot of like, we have this many minutes, but it's going to take us this many minutes. Okay. But what if we yeah. turn on the engine to make it this many minutes? <laughs> yeah, it was not needed. <laughs> well, that's and then we had this conversation for this many minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was somewhat interesting, but it wasn't gripping, right? Yeah. Um, the, the writer for this episode makes a note. Hold on, let me find it. Oh, Jerry Taylor recalled, the writer of this episode, says, that's the episode I probably put more work on than any... Uh, all year long because it was a combination of a very delicate interpersonal story mm. and the dreadful technological story, which is just yeah. the garbage scow in space. So I had the super technical thing at the same time as this delicate kind of story. And it was tough to balance. Like, yeah, it was done. It was balanced though. It was a, yeah. a good episode altogether, but yeah, yeah there was definitely a, an a plot B plot. I thought it was balanced quite well, even though one was more interesting than the other. Like I'm you're right. A I, plot D plot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, back on the cavern, Wesley's like trying to figure out how this whole shield thing works, but Durgo's got a better idea, which is to shoot it more. twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more. And we learned that phasers have an automatic setting. <laughs> yeah, you can just uh, set them up as little sentries, right? Uh, this is so upsetting. Like, Wesley's figuring out, look, it turned this thing into a ball of yarn. Maybe we don't want everything to happen to that. Uh, in that way, uh, selenium fibers, to be exact. There oh, there is selenium. Yeah. Nice. Well, Wesley was supposed to talk Durgo out of it and take control. Like, Picard right. was very explicit. And Wesley, like, tries, but, like, fails and then instantly gives up, so I think. we see Wesley both failing in an order given by his captain, but also taking orders because he's so used to it from an adult it's someone oh. telling him what to do yeah that's just, he's an ensign nearly. Yeah. well he's also young he's also yeah. quote unquote a kid i think right. he's technically maybe an adult at this point but like he's 17 maybe or something right but you're right he's he's taking a adult authority as opposed to his own authority especially in an Good emergency situation yeah yeah very true well durgo's plan doesn't work out. Uh, he fires. Yeah, surprise. He yeah. fires at the shield uh, while the other quote unquote distracting phaser also fires. Right. And Durgo was at a lower setting. And so the yeah. assumption Durgo made was this life or this energy would go for the higher phaser beam. And what's like, why? Yeah. If you have a plan and it resolve, it revolves around something that someone says to you, there's no evidence for that. Reconsider your plan. Yeah. Right. But there's no time because that guy's dying. I well, guess. Yeah. and that, but Durgo doesn't care about Picard dying. He was just no. using it as a tactic to make this kid do what he wanted because for him it's about need to be listened to and a need for power and need to seem like he's in charge and he's a captain of his shuttle. And I would say that is a definition between street smarts and like book smarts, right? Because Durgo has been in situations like this where he's had to manipulate other people and get what he wants. So he does know some things. He knows how to do get what he wants. Yeah. The phaser solved a lot of problems in the past, I'm sure. It did solve a problem for us this time, too. Because Durgo died. <laughs> <laughs> the problem Ooh, of Durgo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Happy with this resolution, frankly. Yeah. Durgo gets encased in the selenium. What's it called? Yeah. Selenium Falcon. Yeah. Yay! Uh, which Fibers. we didn't think, we didn't know it was lethal until Wesley said that he was dead. Because he could have just been like preserved. I kind of wondered if he was preserved. I thought it was like a stasis thing or the, yeah. the spirit thing, whatever is guarding it. was just like, no more. Right. Could have been. They decided what we decided, which is we never need to see Durgo again. <laughs> well, his last shot, too, is like his face clearly terrified in caps, yeah. which I think that's Han the indicator. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah, very yeah. Han Solo. We keep referencing this star. I'm a referencee today. <laughs> what is I'm, that? I like referencing other sci-fi franchises. You know, it's my thing. context. And we're not it's because referencing I'm wearing a Dune. referential shirt. 
on the Desert Planet episode. <laughs> I really Go wanted to say something Wars. about how they wanted to break open Picard's skin suit so they can drink the water that it was collecting. Yeah. That was, that was a thought I had which, when he was like, Wesley, there's something you're going to have to do. I was like, Say, say you got to eat me. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to do it. Take no, you life. have to go find Boothby. <laughs> <laughs> That's your dying wish, Picard? Just to go find the janitor? Right. Let's just get there. So Wesley tells Picard what happened. Picard's clearly like not in good shape and he's oh. not sure he's going to survive. We do get a little, is this, I think it's a callback to the phaser hot rocks. We've seen that before, right? Didn't Crusher do that? Remind me, I don't remember what you're talking about. Oh, so uh, Wesley then, because Picard is feeling cold because it's the desert and it's at night. And so to heat him up, he uses the phaser to heat up some rocks, which I think Picard did when Cr Dr. Crusher was like broken leg. <sighs> Fell down that hole or whatever. Yeah. Nice, callback. I don't, I, wow, good memory. I didn't remember that at all. It's either that or another time, but we've seen Phaser Hot Rocks before. He probably <laughs> heard the story of Picard doing right? that, and everything he does is to make Picard proud, so of course Shh. you would remember. That's the big secret. <laughs> That's Wesley's <laughs> deepest, darkest thing that no one ever knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because no one else on the ship shares that they're trying to make Picard proud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Also, Phaser Hot Rocks is my stage name. How do you know that? It's a good name. It's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Picard, as he's like trying to still stay conscious, says to Wesley, you're going to, he says a number of things, I guess. What stood out to you amongst the whole, like, you're going to do great at the Academy, right? Go find the janitor. Right. You're going to, there's someone you have to see. And Wesley's like, what, what is, what does this person teach? He's like, he's very special to me. He taught me a lot. What does he teach? Uh, he's the groundskeeper. Yeah. And Wesley gives this knowing smile, like, of course you got along with the groundskeeper. <laughs> is that it? Or was that a smile of, uh-oh, grandpa's gone off the edge? <laughs> uh, I think it was, I learn another thing from you, great captain. Yeah. Not everyone I could learn from needs to be a professor. Right. Well, Wesley also calls back to that episode in uh, season three, maybe, where they shared a shuttlecraft for a long yes. time and had ham sandwiches, right? Yeah, and he was like, I was so We scared. became best friends! Yeah. That's the moment where he decided everything was to make him proud. And so we're making fun of it, too, but I do have a note that it was very well acted. So Will did oh, yeah. a great job here. And, it's a and long monologue. It was. And yeah. we haven't really seen this dramatic side from Wesley. Most of the time, he's like the mess up kid. Oh, shucks. But yeah. right. Well, they also clearly like gave room in the script for this moment. Michael yeah. Pillar, one of the producers, said there had been a lot of bad feelings around here about the way Tasha Yar was sent off. So we were determined yeah. to give Wesley a send off that had real value and something that stayed with us. We finally decided he would go to the Academy. Wait, this which is I a send off? Well, let me, I'll, I'll follow up on this, uh, which I think was Gene Roddenberry's idea that he goes to the Academy and was the reasonable idea to keep him alive for future episodes. So this is the last episode that Wesley is a regular cast member. He will come back. We will see him more in Star Trek. But um, Will Wheaton wanted to do movies, I believe. Yeah, he had done Stand, Stand by, by me. me. He had done stuff as a kid before yeah. Star Trek, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I think that was his movie career. I don't know if right. there was a movie career after Star Trek. Oh, I think I he wanted them to be. I think we can talk be. about this because Will is a lovely human and yes. I don't want to creep well, on his no. IMDb and say, well, that's <laughs> yeah. well, no, I mean, I, yeah, I'm sure he, I'm sure he's done other stuff since then, but I just remember like that was the reason he left the show, sure. which is the reason a lot of people leave uh, successful TV shows. And yeah, they need uh, good managers for that to actually work out. That's true. <laughs> well, and also it's not always, this is always complicated as we know, because all three of us are in this very complicated complex business but also a lot of very famous people at the height of their career started a tv show left thinking they would go on to do crazy big features and didn't there's yeah. two there's two notable examples um it was diane chambers from cheers uh shelly long oh. you know oh. she left in the height of that show to go do feature films and most of her feature films were before that honestly right, right. and well, then also that's why you book the movie and then you're quick the <laughs> then show. You book, yeah yeah but then the movie flops or never gets made and that's it you right show David Caruso was the same way. He was like, and it was around the same time was NYPD Blue was blowing up. And so he's like, well, I'm going to go be famous and do movies. And eh, I don't know if that panned out so well. Yeah, it's always a risk. It's a tough, it's a tough business. And when you're in, I guess the lesson is, is if you're on something successful, maybe stick with it. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. 
<laughs> regardless uh great performance here great send-off wesley has a strong connection with picard and he's like i'm gonna go try and figure out this entry on my own and i, I don't know if you're gonna be here when i get back so i'll try and be back soon right and i swear i've washed my hands like it'll come into play later but i swear i've washed them <laughs> about the same thing i was like there's got to be so much mud and dirt and grit on that yeah like teen sweat <laughs> little teen hands <laughs> Boo. Um, He's masturbating so... in every corner of this rock <laughs> cave. He's a teenager. Okay. I'm just as saying as, why as teenage hands are gross. Out and Dingo's gone. <laughs> no, he didn't wait for any of that. <laughs> Stop. Uh, oh, my God. Okay, we go back to the garbage. And uh, well, actually, no, I think that's 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 where the garbage barge gets solved. Right. Is it like, yeah. OK, we made it. We it's into it. the sun. Thumbs up, everybody. We can't help you with your mouth thing. We got to go. And so they, oh, that's supposed to be like, oh, cool, OK, cool, cool, cool. great. Yeah. And, so, and then they're like, OK, let's go find our captain that's missing, maybe. Right. And then Patty Stew is not to be outdone. He has like another monologue. Right. <laughs> But it's good. <laughs> what is I, he saying? I model? forgot what you meant by Patty Stew. It took me a second. <laughs> it's a, something like even after that, the. Um, I'll tell you. Yeah. It's real is good. It, he says, I, Oh, you've always made me. I envy you, Wesley. You've got this whole adventure of life that you've only just begun. That's a good goodbye. Yeah. Well, because Picard's talking about his time at the Academy and how. Wesley will be looking forward to it. And it's like, we've only spent this time of Picard's life with Picard. Right. And so I love that there's this backstory that we'll never really fully explore, but it's mm -hmm. clearly been kind of fleshed out through this a little bit. He's mm -hmm. thinking he's going to die. He's mm -hmm. saying he's goodbye. Like, yeah. He knows he's going to die. He says the whole adventure of life. Cause yeah, no water dehydrated and bleeding out. Not good. Not good. And well, concussion. Wesley's got a plan, which is, if I can remember correctly here, I don't know how this works. Yeah, the, we'll, we're gonna we're gonna try and justify it, but I don't even know if we can do it. So he's been checking the energy readings, and he can kind of tell when the energy readings fluctuate that there's a pattern to them. It's whenever someone's moving closer to the fountain, he it gets stronger. Yeah. Okay. But it's more like a whack-a-mole. Like when someone goes near it or attacks the fountain's <laughs> force field, then the little mole comes out of a hole right. and goes to the thing that was attacking it to wrap it up in fibers and kill it. But you got to get it with the yeah, you gotta catch proverbial it. hammer. It, where does it come from is the question. Well, what is it? Is it sentient? Are these like energy beings that live here? And if that's the case, do they need water? Or so stairs? <laughs> or they definitely don't need stairs. Mm -mm. It is very unexplained, but the director did a good job of like, all right, I need an action sequence. So we're going to do a zoom in while he pushes it frantically. Press all the buttons on the remote, but individually and as fast as you possibly can. It's so funny because there's like only three or four real buttons on yeah. that thing. So he's just kind of going down. <laughs> One two, one two, one two, one two. You know, and then that's probably really... what the actors have been doing on tricorders the whole time. We just never are close enough to see it. Yeah. Yeah, but this is a big goodbye episode, so we need to see it all. And there's a really cool moment when he finally pushes enough beep boops where the energy <laughs> flows through his chest and a wind machine pushes back his hair. Mm, his hair yeah. is very good in this episode. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it has like the slick back, but then it slowly comes undone. It's it's cool. He became the, the a lot more handsome. Own story. He yeah. became a lot more handsome once he got a a real uniform on. That's true. Because like sweater crusher and like uh, yeah. acting ensign crusher was not doing it. Right? Speak for yourself, Jake. I like the sweater. <laughs> it I depends. Think gray on with what... rainbow looks good on everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I uh, I had not seen this before. Right? Like I didn't really analyze an episode before. But the effect that they use, you can clearly tell, is when you leave a lens open and you like move a light around in a photo. Oh, really? I didn't notice that. And it's just several photos imposed upon each oh, other. Oh, cool. That like squiggling effect. Awesome. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Like, like if that. you do that uh, in a dark campfire area, but with sparklers and you do it with <laughs> a long exposure and a camera on a tripod, you can write words. Yeah. But the thing is, 
can you do a long exposure on like a phone camera or does that like you can we on would the do new that phones. with a digital camera but does that not exist really new phones uh, have yeah. long exposure oh, automatically okay. so yeah yeah, d- digital cameras can do it too, but I, sure. I didn't know the phone's good. I'm not going to name drop what kind of phone I have, but I live in sure. America, so you have a 99 out of 10 chance of getting it right. It rhymes with Rokia, just for you to know. Okay. It's <laughs> a brick. <laughs> Got snake on it. It rhymes with Naser. Um, well, uh, Wesley manages to drop the, the force field spirit energy being whatever it is and accesses the water friendship (laughs) he accesses the water with an exclamation of it worked (laughs) he stands there just a little bit too long i get that he's like analyzing the water but there was no emotion behind that i I was i was actually a little sympathetic to that because i was like he's got to be terrified because of what happened to dingo right so he's got to be very cautious about approaching that water also is this even drinkable water that's oh god it's just synthahol Oh no, it's lemon flavored. Oh. <laughs> it's uh, carbonated. <laughs> hey, that's all right. Yeah, I'm down with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he brings the water back. To, he fills up the uh, medical tray with water and then feeds Picard water with his hand. Fingers at a time. <laughs> yeah, they really are friends. That solidifies it. Feels like a Durgo move, honestly. It Someone does. who doesn't know things is like, I'll use my mitts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but and then he takes a nap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, does Picard awaken from that and say, uh, "Does that where the proud of you thing comes in, or is, I think so. or I'm gonna miss you?" I think, or like, oh no, that's after. Okay, so yeah, yeah. you're right. Wesley passes out, but then he's awoken by the voice of his mother because the oh. Enterprise crew has found them, right? And um, Wesley stands up and is okay. And hmm. Picard, it sounds like, has been stabilized and is all right. And he explains what's happened. They're uh, using a stretcher, which I get is dramatic, but also the transporter exists. Right. I was confused <laughs> by that too. So Maybe I'm wondering. The rock was making interference. And I was wondering if there sure. wasn't an interference thing because yeah. that's also why the arrow played a factor in it. It's like, well, they can always just search for life signs and be like, they're over there. But yes. I feel like it's a radiation because thing. Just in case. Well, Especially because before they said, Wesley was like, I was searching for life signs. It's unclear because we're using this junky shuttle scanner. I get that. But the Enterprise scanner should yeah. definitely be able to yeah. all no. Whatever. Yeah, the, I totally agree about the stretcher. I was like, oh, just transport him off. That's a great point. And <laughs> uh, Beverly's like, uh, Wesley, you need one too. And he's like, I'm standing, mom. I'm yeah, standing right I'm next fine. to you. I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> and that's when Picard, as he's going out, he's like, yeah. you will be missed. And oh. then does not let go. Oh. <laughs> he holds onto his hand in like a handshake. Oh, I didn't they, notice that. They hold hands as he's like walked out. It's nice, but also a little forced. It's like, yeah, could let go. Sure. <laughs> right. Picard's not the touchy-feely type. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe in that moment. I, I They did a great job with this send-off, yes. especially because uh, Wesley as a character was uh, – received mixed reviews from the fans at the time too. But I think the the cast and the production crew appreciated Will Wheaton and also Wesley. And so they wanted to do it right. Man, I think they did fans great. are stupid dickheads. And <laughs> Wesley's that, the best. Right. And most of the people that were complaining were the adults. Yeah. It's like, the, this character's not for you. Yeah. <laughs> they were legally adults, but they don't act like adults. That's right. true. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Great. Well, yeah, that was final mission. Uh, next week, we'll be exploring the 10th episode of the fourth season entitled The Loss. Wait, hey. there's another mission? <laughs> Wait, we're still going? Well, I thought I said it was final. That was a final mission. It said it in the title. We counted no. down. It's Wesley's final mission. Mm. However, in The Loss, the USS Enterprise becomes trapped within a field of two-dimensional life forms while Counselor Troy struggles with the unexpected loss of her empathic abilities. No, that's her one thing. That in the jumpsuits. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. We still have the jumpsuits. Ready? Engage. Engage. <laughs>